la, 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 la. That is the voice of Scott Kaplan. George, he, uh, Cappy's out of the uh, studio today. Sonato's with us. Uh, Sonato, how are we doing today? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Um, sure because good. I pulled a win out of my you-know-what. I saw. Right there. I, I walked in as it happened. I, I thought I was done. Now, did Okay, honest answer, Cap. Yeah, because I, I watched the whole thing go down on YouTube. Okay, honest answer, Cappy. <laughs> John you, doesn't care that you were watching on YouTube. Yeah. Well, did you look you great watch, today, John. Did you watch... <laughs> The U.S. men's soccer game at any point today, Cap. Of course. Watch the whole thing. Sonano? Yeah, I was watching the whole okay. thing. Oh, I was listening to part of it because I had to pick up my daughter, but uh, I watched the whole second half. Um, I found myself, and I couldn't tell you more than two guys on that team. I found myself riveted by it. Yeah. I don't know. Why is that? Why am, is Patriotism. It just, is it that simple? Yep. Well, not only patriotism, but who the U.S. was playing against. If this was the U.S. against England, that was exciting on Saturday. But this had a different feel to it. Am I alone on that? Uh, well, I it, it the finality of it was, you know, if we lose, those guys get on a plane and come home, and then we all complain about why the men never win and the women always do. And even if they lose on Saturday to the Netherlands, I think the World Cup's been a success. You agree, George? Yeah, well, for sure, especially with Pulisic getting, uh, getting hurt. Um, I, I think that... They have a really good young team. I think that, you know, I talked to somebody who knows this stuff way more than I do, and, and he feels that they can be a – they're the youngest team in the World Cup, right? So clearly this will help catapult them, in theory, to greater heights moving forward. Uh, by the way, Pulisic has been diagnosed with a pelvic contusion. Yeah, he got no kicked way. in the nuts, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, need in the nuts, basically. Uh, uh, so I say in polite company. Well said, George. Yeah. Very well said. That's usually the kind of thing I would say, and everybody would be like, oh, come on, we have to dump you for that. That was very, very spot on. I mean, it's the truth. Uh, by the way, uh, he also tweeted out, or not tweeted out, He somebody posted a picture of him in the hospital, and he says he's going to try to play on Saturday. Yeah, we'll see. Um, tweet, Greg, from the reluctant hero. Wow. Ireland just bamboozled Bergman from Game of Games. He created the question, hit the nail on the head, not to mention the the subjective question, how can Ireland be proud? A reluctant hero, you don't know me very well. (laughs) (laughs) Not only am I proud, I am going to lord it over Bergman until I win or lose tomorrow. And then the, field in the, the other quarter, the, the loser will walk away in shame. <laughs> you hear Jorge say he ran on, on the field in the first quarter. That's what yeah, you did. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, you jumped out of your chair, man. Yeah, I was the I was the guy who was on the sidelines for the Seahawks that was the twelfth man that ran on the field just for no reason. Um <laughs> So you're saying he cheated. Uh because well, the guy on the sideline cheated. Yeah, well, he didn't get caught, did he? Well, because you're getting caught. Is it cheating if you don't get caught? You, no. You, you want there you go. Well, no, that guy was not subjectively cheating. He was ab- actually cheating. <laughs> right. uh, My Sedano, thing is, how I'm concerned right. should I be about the Lakers El Foldo, the 17-point blowout <laughs> um, in the fourth quarter yesterday? They were up 17 with about nine minutes to go, and uh, they allowed Indiana to score on seven of their last eight possessions. Uh, big deal or little deal? Um, I, I don't think it's a big deal because I think this is who they are, right? Like they're just not a what I would call they're a middle of the pack team right now. Good team, yeah. right? Yeah, they're a- average to below average, and we've seen that kind of play itself out now. You know, I joked with you yesterday. Yeah, if they play the Spurs, uh, you know, the next you know five to ten games, they'll be in great shape. But when they play a team that that's got a little juice to them, it's they seem to be in trouble. Um, do you guys think Anthony Davis took two shots in the fourth quarter? Two. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Is that on him? Is that on LeBron? Is that on Darvin? It's everybody. Ham? All three of them. It's if we were doing a blame pie. Uh oh, here we Andy. go. Mm. Blame pie. I, I would say biggest. Uh, well, at least Andy's here for the blame pie today. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, You're stealing it in front of my face. Yeah, well, it's, not, I, it's an upgrade. I, I would it, say it, AD biggest percentage, um, and then I would say LeBron and Ham because at the end of the day, Ham can say what he wants, but they have to execute it. Uh, Cap, what do you think? Whose fault? Um. I'd rather say that last night LeBron should have stopped shooting and should have just fed the ball to AD. So in last night's instance, I'll have to go LeBron, but not by much, right over AD and then Darvin Ham. Because Darvin Ham, forget about him. It's between these two guys. They're on the floor together. Yo, I'm playing out of my mind. Give me the freaking ball. You're missing every shot. Stop shooting. Andy, can I go off the board and say it's none of the above. It's the defense that they gave up seven of eight possessions down the stretch. Indiana scored. They did, but they also they stopped multiple, score. multiple layups. That's a problem, but they also stopped scoring. They scored 22 points in the fourth quarter. Right. You can't have that. And what they gave up 32, 32. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I hope I hope they win tomorrow. I, I think this road trip coming up, by the way, guys, it's six games, and it's against all good teams. Yeah. And even the bad teams aren't that bad. Like Washington's on this trip. Yeah, they're, they're you see Porzingis score yeah. forty one yesterday. Yeah, twenty nine at the half. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so but I they think, should beat Detroit, right? Well, <laughs> at the end of the trip. Well, it, yeah, Detroit and maybe Washington, but the other games like, are tough. Like you're going to beat the Milwaukee game, yeah. George, with me. Yeah. Um, that's that would be their biggest win of the year if they could pull that off. Yeah. Then they go to D.C., which now all of a sudden doesn't look that easy. Cleveland looks hard. Yeah. Toronto on the second night of a back-to-back is oh, hard. Brutal. Yeah. Um, and then they finish up going to Philadelphia hard. Yeah. And then Detroit. Yeah. Um, what's a what's a for lack of a better term acceptable record on this road trip? Uh, two and four is acceptable um, because you're you're anything above that is a surprise to be honest. Right. With you. And but isn't one and five or zero oh and six like completely disastrous? I would say 0 oh, and 6 is definitely disastrous. 1 and 5 cuz to your point like Washington's might be better than them right now. Right. Um so uh, I I think that Detroit is not. And that's why we were talking about like even though Indiana has a good record, they're not necessarily a great team. They're just a young team that's going to play hard. And you should still be able to beat those young teams that want to play hard, like Portland, well, for example. I mean, by definition you should be able to beat a team that you ha- that you had down by 17 in the fourth quarter. Well, that too. But I so said before so I have the a question. Game. But I have a question for you guys. What's your, what's your question, Cap? My, my question is this. So for the winning that they just did, where people were starting to climb out from underneath this, they're dead and done, maybe there's something actually here. Did last night's game change everybody's mind, or did it get you back to they still stink, they no, can't be the quality I, I, okay, opponent? Okay, sit down and let me, tell me what you think of this theory. Yeah. All right, they had a game earlier this year against New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And in order for New Orleans to lose this game, Everything had to go right for the Lakers. New Orleans had to had to they they had a young kid who could have iced the game with two free throws with three seconds left. He missed them both. Mm-hmm. Lakers were down two or down three. I'm sorry. He makes either one of those free throws. The game's over. Right. Then they have a complete defensive brain cramp and leave Matt Ryan, the best three point shooter on the team, alone in the corner. And Ryan hits a fallen out of bounds right. three. I remember. They get it to overtime and they win. Yeah. Any objective fan, I'm, I, I see the world through purple and gold colored glasses, but any reason you, George, would say the Lakers were very lucky to win that game. Sure. New Orleans should have won that game. Right. Um, last night, I think, was the payback. Right. I think that That's everything fair. had to go right mm-hmm. for Indiana, yeah. and it did. 
It did. Um, and and, and so by the I way, I think in a long season, you're probably going to get a yin and yang like Sure, that. I don't think there's any question. But by the way, you saw him now up close yesterday. I told you yesterday Tyrese Halliburton is going to be an all-star on in, for a long, long time. I am time. now wondering how you guys, Sacramento, Sacramento could trade. I mean, it's Sacramento. It, they, they're the guys who drafted Marvin Bagley ahead of Luka. Ridiculous. Like, but, what are I'm you bo- doing? Well, George, we both like Sabonis. He's yeah, a good player. But, but, but this is a perimeter-oriented league. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Demondis Sabonis is not Joel Embiid. He's not Anthony Davis. He's not Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's not Nikola Jokic, for that matter. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he's a good player, but he's not... Going to be better than Tyrese yeah, Halliburton. And, and Fo- you know, De'Aaron Fox is having a really good year in Sacramento, but, you know, Halliburton's got better size. And he's that better and defender. You better and you def- could have played Halliburton at the two. Sure. And let De'Aaron Fox be the one. Sure. Um, My fantasy team thinks uh, that he did get traded to Indiana, though. Well, so. here's an amazing stat that I, I, I can't think if there's a comp to. By the way, Trudell, sneaky little, uh, you know, dictator in the yeah. fantasy league. He tried to trade me during the reg- during the offseason Kyle Kuzma for Tyrese Halliburton. And I said, I like, nicely, I was like, bro, Tyrese Halliburton's probably going to be a top 10 fantasy player. You know who would have done that What's trade? What's wrong with you? Mace. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Tyrese Halliburton last night had 24 points, 14 assists, yeah. and no turnovers. He's three straight games with no turnovers okay. and double-digit assists. Okay, so you know what that adds up to? 40 assists yeah. with no turnovers. He's incredible, dude. And you know, George, he shoots set shots? Yeah. I can't remember the last guy who did that. He He's an old-school kind of player, In man. In other words, when I say set him. shots, when he shoots threes, he doesn't jump. No, like he Antoine shoots. Walker's probably the last guy yeah. that you could think of. Andre shot. Miller. Yeah. Andre Miller's a good that's one, a, too. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah because Antoine Walker did the tippy-toe. Yeah. He got to the tippy-toes. He didn't have heels down. Andre yeah. Miller was totally flat-footed. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna take a left turn here. Okay. Nice. nice. Do uh, it. So I was watching. Yeah, because Cappy was not adding anything yeah, to Andre Miller fact, and Antoine I, Walker. I, I even said in the YouTube chat, I'm like, I'm laying out of this. You guys can, right, can go Cap, deep. I can come to you on this. Last night I watched deep. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Mm-hmm. Is it the last one? Not yet. Okay. Getting there. Last night you watched this? Yeah. On real TV? On uh, Comedy Central. Comedy Central. Yeah. yeah not his a streaming guest, service. His guest was Will Smith. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I saw the clips. I haven't seen the whole thing um, yet. neither. Do you guys think, I'll start with you, Cap. Are people going to go... Will Smith was promoting a movie called Emancipation. And by the way, he's probably going to be nominated for an Oscar because... The, now, will they do it, actually? Because yeah. But the movie if, is war, but, but, it warrants it. By the yeah. way, if he gets nominated, can't go. He's banned for See, 10 years. Here's the thing. If the Academy really wants to punish Will Smith... They don't even nominate him. No, they do nominate and him. And he wins. And don't let him go because that guy loves attention. He loves being at the center of all the spotlight. He might win. No, he. I know somebody who worked on the movie, yeah. and it's supposed to be. I I, I saw the trailer, and it's like, wow. No, just even, the trailer blew even, me away. Yeah, he doesn't even look like and, Will Smith. No, and I mean Antoine Fuqua was the director. Right. He's really good. Oh, he's incredible. He did the Lakers uh, Hulu documentary. Yeah, and he did, did something training before day. that. Training, training day. day. Yeah. Oh, he, he's a very good director. Yeah. Um, do you guys think people? Are ready to forgive Will Smith? Cap like, isn't. That's for sure. Well, nope, I'm not. Uh, Bergman for wait, camp. wait, wait. No, Cap. You said you would forgive him if he did one thing. Yeah, if he comes on the show. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Yeah, that is that is. You know what? I mean, at least if I was, least, Will, if I was Will Smith, I'd do it. Right. <laughs> I mean, at least just come on the show. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. I just, I, Cap, I, represent, I just love your honesty, man. Yeah. That is so great. I represent the uh, team, Chris Rock. And for those of us that will not see Emancipation, simply because it's a Will Smith movie, because we're still in the middle of a Wait, very bitter... stop. What? If Will Smith had not done anything to Chris Rock, you would still probably not see Emancipation. 
Because you don't go to see the movie. You don't go to a movie anyway, or you don't watch movies anyway. George, you're killing my whole vibe here. Right yeah. now, okay? <laughs> All I'm saying is, is that I will not see Emancipation because I'm still on Team Chris Rock and not satisfied mm-hmm. with any nonsense apology. I remember one time we were talking, Mason and I were talking, and this was on the air, and Mason goes, we can't talk about Trump anymore. He's too divisive. We can't talk about Trump. Can't, don't bring it up anymore. And I said, well, what if Trump agreed to come on the show? Mason, well, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I can capitalize on the divisive, if he wants that's to different. come on the show and face me, I'm going Cappy to likes to tweet at these guys to try to come on the show. That's like yep. his. Has move it ever usually. worked, Cap? Not really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not really. Like if I if I were to tweet at Will Smith and be like, "Yo, man." I was a really big fan. I used to get jiggy with it. I'm down with Miami. Although, I will will tell you this. Is Lindsay here yet? Yeah, she's back there. Hey, Linz. I'm going to screw this story up, so step in and and correct me when I do. Lindsay had a friend who tragically passed away, but at at a time when he was sick and fighting cancer, didn't you, like, randomly tweet The Rock and ask him to do a video for your friend, and he did it? I didn't tweet him. I actually, like, reached out to his PR guy, but he did do it. Yeah, yeah, and and that was just like a cold call from yeah. Lindsay saying, "Hey, I've got this guy," and and he, and and the Rock, this thing that he did for this guy, or your friend's name was Matt, right? Yep, Matt Lodi. Yeah, um, so it was like the 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 most heartfelt, cool thing. Like, I Lindsay, whatever you imagined, he he might do it. Probably far exceeded it, right? It was the nicest thing that anybody, especially of like that celebrity status could ever do the fact that he took and it wasn't just like a a generic like hey man wish you well like he like picked out things from this email that i wrote and like made sure he identified with them and it was just like like it was two minutes of motivational like hey man i know you're fighting and i i know you feel like crap and uh your friends have told me that uh you've been in this battle for a really long time i'm just here to tell you you can do it right it's just it's like the world's greatest cameo yeah it was, and for and just to Lindsay for for no pay or anything, he just did it to be a good guy. No, yeah, right? he just did it out of the kindness of his heart. I sent an email to his PR guy and just said he's going through a really tough time right now. Like, if you have any like words of wisdom, encouragement, whatever, and he sent the whole video. It was and, amazing. And so, Cap, this is my long way of saying mm. you're. you're these random tweets you're sending out that Sonano's making fun of you for it 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 when one of them comes home and yeah. works that's when you have my favorite part sun. of this though is imagining Cappy oh. tweeting at Will Smith who's not on Twitter Laura <laughs> <laughs> that's funny Laura though it, Laura actually had a great idea we should cameo Will Smith and see if he'll apologize to Cap Oh, if he did, Cap, does he have a cameo? Do Cap, we have one. You know, That's the question. Cap, yeah. does that check the box? If oh, we big get, time. If we get some type of of audio Let or video apology to you, <laughs> you will then go see Emancipation, even if it's paid. Uh, for? Yes, yes. Listen, I want Will Smith to say on cameo, "Yo, Cap, I know you were a big fan. I know my slapping Chris Rock has turned you off." I sincerely apologize to Chris Rock and get back on my train, dog. If he says something like that, dog, throw in the dog, please. <laughs> if he were to say something like that, all could be forgiven between Will Smith uh, and me. Right, let me see in case you can't tell, there is more of this nonsense coming up for the next three hours, and I, for one, can't wait. I'm so encouraged by this uh, super cross talk. Wait, you're not going to listen to the I part will, of the interruption podcast I will, today? I will skip PTI wow. and listen to you two on the way home. That's yeah, how strongly I feel there about are, that. Will Smith is not on Cameo. There is a Will Smith lookalike. Will that work? 
No, but but I would I would get closer to to going to see this film. It's only sixty bucks for it. the Will Smith lookalike. You shouldn't have done. That's, you should have just paid the sixty, 60 bucks. bucks. He'll never get back. You should have just paid it and just said, "Hey, this is the real Will Smith." He's like, okay, Cappy. yeah, just not wearing makeup, <laughs> right? <laughs> Jada Pinkett is on Twitter. Like, what if you could get her on and have what her if apologize? Jada, what if she, on wasn't cameo? she the cause of the problem? Yeah. Sure, but what if she would apologize nah. on behalf of Will Smith nah. to you? Mm-mm. No, nah, it no. needs to be Will. Nope. nope. Yeah, I definitely right. should have gotten nope. the Will Smith lookalike. You're right. Sonato <laughs> uh, and Cap coming up next. Thank you, Andy. Sure. Much appreciated. Thank you. Uh, Bergman wants me to read something that I don't think new he tw- gave, new, gave we'll, me to We'll read. get to on the other side, Ireland. New college football playoff top four. We'll tell you where USC is. Really? Excellent. Uh, Coors Light, keeping Southern California chill all season long as the sponsor of Super Crosstalk. Sedano and Cap is next, ESPN LA. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Bing, bada, 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 yeah. You know, I'm just letting you do the drums today. Right. Dude, you're having a great hair day. Am I? I don't feel like I'm having a great yeah. hair day. I didn't even wash my hair today. Yeah, looks very... Your boy uh, didn't wash his hair. Man, looks very, uh, like, you know, put together. I am wearing a uh, Team USA soccer shirt, though. Nice. In what honor of uh, the U.S. men's national team. Wind tunnel tested head, though, over here. Yeah. So... Nice jersey. Thank you. Um, but it's kind of chilly today, so I'm wearing the jacket. But the um, and also the jersey's way big, so I have to wear a jacket anyway. Cause it's God, like, what a game today! Wasn't that amazing? It was a great match. Yeah, absolutely. God, I mean, like for somebody who doesn't watch soccer all the time, you know, but only gets into it at World Cup time. Like I don't wake up on Sunday morning and yeah. watch the Premier League. Yeah. So you didn't watch the LAFC, is what you just admitted to. Yeah, all season long I didn't watch, which is why. <laughs> Not even the championship? Well, no, I watched the championship game, but don't you recall? I said I wasn't going to go to the championship game. I thought it was rude. If I didn't go to any game the right. whole season, yeah. I'm going to just show up at the championship game? That's not cool. Yeah, I mean, it would have been fine. Well, anyway, when you don't watch soccer regularly, but you get into it at the World Cup, yeah, soccer 
unlike football, I guess maybe kind of like baseball a little bit, you're just sort of sitting on the edge of your seat at all times. Like, I have no fingernails. I'm just sitting here munching on my fingernails. I, I mean, imagine if you watched it, like, all the time. Then you would have literally no – you may be down to nubs. Yeah, I don't know. But you see, that's just it. I don't really know if if I were, like, a hardcore LAFC fan, how I would feel about LAFC or any MLS team versus how I feel about America, you know? And this America! Game, George, right. Did, did, was it me? Tell me if it's just me because I t- tend to be a little dramatic at times. I know that's hard to believe. I know. I know. It's a little hard to believe. But was today's game, wasn't it bigger than just some game in the World Cup because of who we were playing? I mean, I'm sure, yeah, there's a lot of implications there. Sure, there's a lot of people here in this country who are protesting uh, things are going on in Iran. So, yeah, I think that it is bigger than that. Yes. Right. I don't know if you read that piece today in the L.A. Times about what these Iranian soccer players are going through, like the threats to their family if they do anything that they misbehave, you know, if they have any yeah, sort of protest. Of I mean, that, that, right? yeah, that, that's part of the, uh, the problem. You know what I right. mean? Like that yeah. in certain countries. You know? Right. And then people in Iran, this is according to the reporting in the LA Times, they're all upset because the, the players have to go to the government's you know, White House, if you will, and kiss the government's ass. And then everybody over there is like, wait a second, we don't like those guys, but we love you guys. But now you're kissing their ass and we don't like that. And now they're like mad at their team, but they love their team. So, like, there's all this crazy emotion in, in, in advance of this match. And uh, then we come out, sure. dude, and we just play our asses off. Yeah. No, they played great. Uh, they played great offensively. They were very aggressive. Um, they Look, Iran, particularly early on in that match, was trying to just kind of play for a tie. It was very obvious. And defensively, they did a nice job um, early on. And the U.S. had its opportunities. I was starting to wonder, oh, no, is this not going to happen? And then obviously late in that first half, Pulisic, uh, Pulisic was able to get that goal. Uh, and at what cost, right? Like he says he's going to try to go on Saturday. But, man, it, looked, it didn't look good when he couldn't play in the second half. And then he was taken to the hospital. So, Yeah. Um, tell you what, you talk about sacrifice. Yeah. You know? And, and guys talked about it after the game, but you know, it would have been anybody on that team would have sacrificed the way he did. But you know, that's going to be a head to head collision. And there could be some pain. Little do you know you're going to get really injured. Right. But man, um, what a goal. Listen, the look, U.S. in the first look, half they, was they, so aggressive. I, I have not been a huge fan of their coach, Burhalter. I think I feel like he's made – I don't feel like he's a great coach. And look, we're going to have Dave Demholm on at 445 to talk about this a little more in depth. Um, and Mike Trudell is going to join us. Mike Trudell, for those that don't know, I mean, I know you know him from Laker lore, uh, the best sideline reporter in the business. Uh, he's going to talk Lakers with us, but he was also a Division One soccer player. He is passionately watching the Where do you play Cup. college soccer? Northwestern. Oh, good for him. Yeah, big time. My Pitt Panthers beat up on Northwestern last night on the basketball floor. Oh, there you go. So I'll have uh, that to tell They're not so about. great at, at, at basketball. But nonetheless, they have made the tournament, I guess, with Chris Collins. But but if you look at it, I've not been a big fan of Burhalter and what he's been what he's accomplished. But he had Aronson in there, uh, obviously, when Pulisic went down. Aronson's a, a great counterattacker. So I think that uh, because he plays for Celtic, so that, and that's kind of their style. So I think that helped. Um, and I think in general, like he he did a lot of a lot of really smart things. I think today. Yeah, I don't watch it like that, George. I got to be honest with you, man. Um, and and even when they scored the goal, the the guy who started it is it McKinney, who's the captain, yeah. and then he hit it over to what's the guy's name that had the header that that sent it yeah. across. Um, see, I don't know who these guys are. Like I just know it says USA, but then I yeah. find out these guys, all three of them 
play on teams, I think, in the Premier League. Yeah. So so they, they're yeah. all like major yeah. international real guys. Yeah. Oh, and my know? bad. I meant uh, when the, the substitution when he had Cameron Carter-Vickers. That's who plays for Celtic. Uh, Aronson plays in the MLS. Sorry, my bad. So, yeah, this is actually, I was reading this today. I didn't know this. This is the first time the um, U.S. team has put a, a World Cup starting 11 out on the field in probably the last, I don't know, whatever it is, 20 years that doesn't have an MLS player in it. I mean, all these guys who are, are playing, so young. Most of them are playing overseas, yeah. Yeah, they're all like, they're all international types of players. Mm-hmm. So, it, look, I mean, I think it's great that we've gotten to this point. And I know everybody is now telling me, well, this is where it ends. There's no chance after this. And you got lucky. You broke through, but you're done. Why is that? Because uh, the Netherlands is really good. And but are, Pulisic may not be able to go. Okay, so the Pulisic factor, I'll go with that. Yeah. But how how much better should we? I mean, are they seven nothing better? Or are they two one no, better? Or are they I don't one think nothing better. I mean, they're just better. I mean, I don't know. In a given match, yeah. I mean, they're I mean, probably England was supposed to be so much better, weren't they? I, I get it, but it's also this is now the knockout stage. This is a different kind of deal. Know, but George, but George, let me say this to you. You ready? Let me say this. Go to ahead. You. And I want everybody. You're going to say this to me, right? Go ahead. And I want everybody listening to join me. You ready? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Here comes George, yeah. like hacksaw Jib Duggan back in the day. Yeah. USA. USA. USA, USA, we can do this, George. We can freaking do this, man. Mm-hmm. Got to believe, bro. I believe that we will win. You can do that. I believe that we will win. You can do that. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. Yes. Yeah. You got to believe, dude. Mm-hmm. Can't just be like, oh, the Netherlands are better. I mean, they are. I don't know that. I mean, they are. Well, this is the beauty of not watching soccer until it's the World Cup. Right. But I mean, I in a one-match scenario, things crazy things can happen, yes. U-S-A. Yeah. U-S-A. God, it was great today. Right. Sitting on the edge of my seat, biting off my fingernails. If yeah. you're watching on YouTube right now, look at these things. They're disgusting. Right. I need a mani and a petty. Mm-hmm. But my feet are so gross that I don't even want anybody to touch them. Yeah. It's not really my left foot. It's clean, but it's yeah. my right I'm foot. I'm looking at the FIFA rankings right now. I just wanted Tell to me. look them up. The Tell Netherlands me. is the eighth best team in the world this year. Okay. Where are we? We're 16. Okay. See, that's not so bad. I mean, the, it's not close. A lot of, lot of times a 16 will upset an eight. <laughs> Doesn't that happen all the time? I mean, I don't think so. No? Is I don't that think not a common occurrence? I don't occurrence? think an eight and a 16 play very much. No, they the don't NCAA, play? Even in the NCAA tournament, I don't feel like they really? play very much. Really? I mean, well, this is no, not like actually, a 5 12? It's only happened... I, there's only a 16 that's won one, so that means to play at eight, they would have to advance. <laughs> yes, but remember, George, that 16 that won beat a one, not an eight. I, I understand, but my point is that the matchup, I don't believe, has actually ever happened. I could be wrong. But... We're going to win. Okay. I mean, We're I hope win. so. We are going to win, George. I hope so, Cappy. This is fun. I I'm like just, the World Cup. Now yeah, you like soccer. No, I love soccer. Yeah. I love the game. Yeah. I just don't follow it consistently. Right. You know? And I'll tell you something right now. Any mom or dad out there would know exactly what I'm talking about if your kids played soccer. You got a one nothing lead. You're into the extra time. You don't know how much time is on the clock. Only the referee does. Mm-hmm. The linesman's running up and down the field, and you're a parent sitting on the end of the field going, how much time? How much time? Four minutes! Come on, guys! We got four minutes! Let's go! And all you're thinking is, we got to finish this game. We got a one nothing lead. We got to finish this game. Two minutes! Come on, guys! You get down, there's like 30 seconds, and the other team scores, ties the game, and ruins your entire tournament. 
Can't tell you how many times I've been on the sidelines when that's happened. So I was sitting there today going, don't give him a chance. And when the ball got through and went through the goalkeeper's legs and then got cleared at the last second, I was like, no! Is that how you reacted? Yes, I'm sure everybody reacted that way. Yeah, I mean, the last several minutes particularly, first of all, when they said it was nine minutes of extra time, I feel like everybody was like, you got to be kidding me. That's like an extra match, basically. Yeah. So there was that. Guys were gassed. Yeah. Guys were given everything they got. You know who's probably the happiest person today or happiest group of people today about the USA winning? The Lakers? Yes. Because we're not talking about them at least to start the show? George, you are reading my mind. Right. Good God, man. But you know what? Because of that, we're going to talk about them next. Oh, okay. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. George, you know, uh, your boy Beto Dudon, the ultimate stirrer of you-know-what, yeah. is currently making an appearance inside the Sedano and Cap live chat on YouTube. If you use our YouTube channel, ESPN LA, You'll see what a kind of a phenomenal hair day George is having. You get to see me in my, uh, you know, my home setting, if that's interesting to anybody. Uh, Lindsay and Laura, I'm sure, will make an on-camera appearance before long. But Beto is already stirring it up in the YouTube chat. So I strongly urge people to get involved. Okay, there you go. It's a public service announcement. Thank you. You're very welcome. Um, by the way, I have changed things on the circle of trust. Oh, really? Tell me. Yeah. Um, because we're starting to get, you know, Elon was supposed to do away with all the bots and all yeah. the spam and all the stuff. That there's was more yeah. than ever now. Now there's more than there's ever been. Yeah, but I saw your tweet where you're like, yo, is everybody getting spammed? And I'm not. So yeah, what, no, what are you seeing that I'm not seeing? We get 10 of them a day at least. Yeah, easily. Uh, what you're are just they? not paying close attention. Well, I'm getting okay. rid of them as I see them. That's why you're oh, probably not well, seeing them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but ev- a bunch of other people have responded that they are seeing them. So I have now made the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust um, a permission. Uh, you have to be granted permission to enter. Again. Oh, re- oh, you didn't have to before? Nope. I left it open, and then that's when the bots attacked. Because of Greg. Yeah. Remember, we let him in because oh. we opened it. Right. Oh. It was for Greg back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. now I've, I have relinquished uh, that right. And now you have to ask for permission again, basically. But you're right. It really is ever since Elon Musk bought it that it's been really bad. Like the last like two weeks, couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Is there something going on does, um, with the word official underneath anybody's Nobody name knows. on Twitter? We don't, yeah, knows. it's official as opposed to just so that they just put that on there. So that way you're not fooled by a fake. Yeah, it's like you're verified for real, for real. Yeah, so like, are we all verified for real, for real? We're not official. I'm not official. So I'm not official. It's official. only for brands and yeah. political entities. Correct. Okay, well, I'm neither of those. Right. 
Hmm. I do occasionally make political statements here on the show, but every time I build it up as a big political statement, it's all you know some kind of goofball nonsense. So it's not real political. George, you said you were going into the Lakers because they should be very happy today that we didn't start by talking about them because the U.S. men's national team beat Iran. Iran number one, Pui USA. You said you wanted to get to the Lakers. What do you think? I do. Um, I don't even know where to begin with them because it oh, just good. that that law. I was watching that game right, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, you know, they're up, they're up big, right? So I'm kind of like watching, but I'm like kind of doing other stuff, like reading yep, stuff same. on my iPad, and just kind of yep. like, and then I'm looking up, and I'm hearing Billy Mack, like you know, say oh, Indiana with another score, and it's just like, and I look up, and I'm like, wait a second. Now this is like a single-digit game. Mm-hmm. Now you've got my full attention again. Mm-hmm. And had the same experience, by the way. I'm literally sitting there and I'm playing on my phone, and I'm like, "It's 101 to 84." Right. There's nine minutes and change to go in the game. Yeah. Now look, 20-point leads get blown a lot in the NBA, but they generally don't get blown in the fourth quarter. Okay. Uh, that so that that's what I would. That's how I would f- describe it from the beginning. Okay. It, it hasn't. While 20-point leads get blown out or blown up plenty now in today's NBA because of the three ball, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't happen like that. And I believe the number is, I want to make sure I have it right. The Lakers were 347 and O in their history when leading by 17 plus points in the fourth quarter over the last 20 seasons. Entering Did you tonight. say 347 and zero? Correct. Keep going with that one one more time. When leading by 17 or more points in the fourth quarter over the last 20 seasons. That That's includes unbelievable. regular season and postseason. That is unbelievable. That they, is by the way, truly incredible. There's a more uh, of an anecdote. They were the only NBA team that had not lost a game in that situation over that time. You have the greatest player of the generation. He's 37, healthy. 38 years I, old, bro. I know, I know. Like, and you I, have but a, I, like, like, no, but you say I know, I know, but you don't really comprehend no, no. that what, when I say that. What I'm that, saying, it, but but it's just hard to believe that whether well, he's 37 it. or 27. No, no, a there's guy, a huge difference between 37 I, and 27. But, but with the name alone, okay. LeBron James Let me of ask the you a question. Lakers, Let me ask 347 you a question. and 0 in 20 years, and this team loses, went up by 17. Yeah. Terrible. My guy, I've been trying Terrible. to tell you all season that I love when you call me your guy. That's so cool. Like he, he I've been trying to tell you all season for all the yeah. stuff I get about. I defend them all the time. I've been telling you all season. He's getting old. Like old I have man LeBron, old man LeBron. He's an old head by his own admission. But you know, the issue I see is that LeBron says AD should be the one. But in crunch time last night, why is Everybody not directing the ball to AD. Why next is AD to the basket. not? Why is AD not demanding the ball? And another great question. And it, it it really gets back to a big debate we had on the show a few weeks ago, which was can AD be the one with LeBron on the floor? With LeBron not on the floor, he has proven. I mean, he had those games where he well, he also he, no, he also points. proved it with LeBron on the floor on Friday. Fair point. But in last night's game, why is AD not saying LeBron? You keep telling the world, I should be the one. Right. You're cold, bro. Like, you've gone cold. Please, pass the ball to me. I, why, I'm, why, why I'm asking why nicely. Don't, why don't you ask him to like that question? Why isn't, he, why isn't he being asked that question? LeBron? No, Anthony Davis. 
Oh, because I was at the press conference last night, so I was unavailable to ask oh, that question. Okay. I was just going to say. But if I were there, yeah. AD, over here. Over here. Yeah. Uh, Scott Kaplan from the Sedano and Cap Show on 710. How you doing, my yeah. partner? By the way, if you did that like yeah. during a regular like people do that like during the playoffs, right? Like they get, mm-hmm. you know, they get told to say their affiliation or whatever. Right. But mm-hmm. if you did that during the regular season, that would How get bomb would that be? It, it would get a chuckle, no question about it. AD. The, the room would get a chuckle for sure. AD over here. Yeah. Uh Scott Kaplan. Yeah. Uh Sedano and Cap, 710, ESPN. Yeah. Everybody would chuckle like that's what he looks like? Yeah. Really? Like he's showing up to ask a question yeah. after the game? Yeah. Hey, do you have a question for you? Yeah. Um, why are you not demanding the ball, my man? My dog. And you would drop him on my man, my dog? My, dude, my man for sure. My dog <laughs> might just blurt out. <laughs> I like the way you just used my guy. Yeah. My guy. Why are you not demanding the ball? Yeah. Now, well, but let, okay, so let, th- there's that. Okay. That's the macro. We, we can okay. have that discussion throughout the show today, but can we do the micro for one second? Okay, go micro on me. Okay, let's just go to that final play, okay? okay. Mm-hmm. That final play was a complete, unmitigated disaster, a scramble from the beginning for one reason and one reason alone. Mm-hmm. And LeBron, to his credit, did not call him out on it, but when me. I watched the press conference, he omitted his name, okay, okay? when talking about that play. Okay, tell me. Russell Westbrook completely blew the assignment on Miles Turner, which is why he got that wide-open look, which then set everyone into a scramble. Long rebound. Tyrese Halliburton gets the rebound. He's beating his man. Anthony Davis has to help um, because Halliburton's going to have probably a layup at the bucket. Um, Then he leaves Ben Matherin. And Matherin is now open under the bucket, so LeBron has to rotate to avoid another easy layup. So they're able to do that. And then Halliburton, because he is in freaking credible, and I almost cursed, he is in freaking credible at his age. He was able to put a perfect, and I mean perfect pass, right in the shooting pocket of Andrew Nemhard uh, in a place where if that if that pass cap, okay, yep. and, and I know Laker fans don't want to hear this because it's like, oh, the Lakers lost. Why are you talking about the Pacers? Let's just talk about for how like for a second how good that other team was in that particular instance. Okay. If that pass is an inch or two to the left or the right or up up or down even, a couple of inches, that shot may not get off in time because he shot it with point he made it with 0.4 seconds. So this is like literally you know thousands of se- hundreds of seconds, okay? And by the way, if it's a little off target, LeBron despite being all the way at the bucket with with Ben Matherin may still have a shot to actually contest that thing, but he didn't all because that one singular play that and it wasn't the only reason they lost, but it ended up being the nail, you know, the dagger for for lack of a better phrase. Um, was because Russell Westbrook's defensive assignment was completely off where he needed to be. Like, it just, he completely misplayed that. I agree. It's all Russ's fault, I think. There you go. This is exactly what you do. You take all that nuance that I just gave you, (laughs) and you literally just say, oh, it's all Russ's fault. When I literally, the first words out of my mouth before I tossed it back to you were, it's not the only reason they lost, but on that singular play, he completely blew his assignment. Yeah, Brody was having a night, wasn't he? He was he well, was playing so well. He was playing he was well dancing until, around until like big the, smile on his face. He you was know happy. what? After that dance, what didn't he have like three turnovers after he danced in the fourth yeah. quarter? I mean, he, he had several different dances. He had big smiles on his face. Brody was having fun. But then Brody became Russ in the last play. And to your well, point before, of all the nuisance. Before then, I would to, say. He's turned but, the ball over a couple times. But but again, listen, 
when we talk about Anthony Davis and LeBron James, if Anthony Davis is supposed to be the one, then he should be, to your point, demanding the ball. If LeBron James is ready to defer to him, then LeBron James should do everything he should he could to get him the ball. LeBron got ice cold and continued to shoot, and Anthony Davis, I don't know what it is. I have an idea of what it is. You guys all disagree with me, and that's okay. It's very hard to be the one when the one is on the floor, even if he's 37 years old. Right, except it worked on Friday. Okay, so it did. But but in crunch time last night, when you have a 17-point right. so, lead, right. why did it not? Okay, uh, it, it did not because Anthony Davis and everyone, by the way, all five guys were floating on the perimeter from a, a good chunk of that late in that fourth quarter. It's unbelievable that this team could have a 17-point lead at home, be desperate for every win they can get their hands on, be playing against nothing other than a mediocre team with two guys, by the way, who've been rumored to be traded to the Lakers since last season, and they fall apart in 10 minutes by 17 points. And by the way, guys missing free throws. Anthony Davis. Oh, Anthony Davis missed the free throw right at the end. That, that I mean, could have that, that, that was important. Fortunes, yeah. You know, Reeves Russ, missed a, By the way, Russ got a delay of game that cost them too. Let's not I mean, forget that. They're, they're, it's kind of like one of those LeBron things LeBron going two for eight, you know, was not great. Even though he got right. that layup at the end to kind of put them back in, in front. I mean, that despite that, he was not a good player last night in the fourth quarter. Those two buckets that he made were both buckets driving to the basket, yeah. bullying his way to the hoop, which is what he should do yeah. when he goes cold. I don't get it, man. If you're so smart and you and you know that you've gone cold and you say there's no lasers on the team, including yourself, find the big man. Well, the big man needs to be down there, though. The big man, was I just told you, was floating on the perimeter. Well, that you and I have had this discussion. He should never practice a three-point shot because he should never take a three-point shot. So are you blaming him being on the perimeter on him or are you blaming that one on Darvin Ham? Um, that's on him, I think, more than anything else. You know, I mean, I'm sure you know Ham took the fall for it, but I don't think it's all on him either. Listen, last night was a disaster. You know, just when you were starting to think maybe, maybe they're getting it together. Yeah, and by the way, Ireland also made a great point during crosstalk. The defense stunk. At the end of the day, they even despite the complete collapse, they had a two point lead after LeBron's layup with under twenty under twenty one seconds to go. And then that last play, you know, crazy, just crazy. I'm literally sitting on my couch last night going, why am I watching these last 10 minutes? This game is so over yeah. 17 point lead that you can't lose three, three, three miss shot. LeBron miss shot. LeBron, where's AD at, you know, comes off the bench like, uh Oh, Hey, wait a second. Lakers got to call a timeout. Here comes AD back into the game. Okay. Well, what did that do? That was a bad loss. I, listen, that's probably the worst loss of the season, and there have been many. That's probably the worst one of the season. All right, let's talk about good things. Let's talk about the U.S. men's national team with our guy Dave Denholm. Uh, of course, the World Cup show each and every night here during the World Cup at 8 o'clock. He's going to be on there. So let's make sure to talk about some positive stuff. All right, we'll talk soccer with him next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. 
better because it has to be. That's like you and me. You slowly drive me insane. With that much passion, too. Give it to me. Come on. Yeah. Because you sometimes, ain't around. Sometimes my man you know Alex Toussaint plays some, some uh, Mary J. You ain't around. Yeah. You're always with Rachel. You can't even hang out, watch a game with us on Friday. I know. I feel really bad about that one. Yeah. Not really. Should have gone to the Notre Dame-USC game on Saturday night. Yeah. You That's should've. the one I really feel bad about. Yeah. You want it to be where the people were at. Like, the you know, everybody would be like, ooh, you went to that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely I, would much rather be at a place like the USC-Notre Dame game, like a place to be seen. Right. Like, did you see Keyshawn there? I did see Keyshawn there. Like, Keyshawn shows up looking like he's a movie star, like, yo, what up? I'm in the house because right. it's a game of that magnitude. Right. That's they also the one have I number hanging in the, you know. Right. No, no. But I would have just walked in like, yo, I'm in the house, too, even though nobody would have cared that right. I was in the house. Right. He, Keyshawn wearing a lot of beads these days. He's like Chris now. I noticed that. A lot of wrist beads. Yep. Yeah. Lots. I text Key and I was like, yo, you've been hanging with Chris too much, bro. What's wrong with you? What do you say? He wrote LMFAO. LMFAO? Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. So He's uh, balanced. Yeah, he is balanced. Uh, Dave Denholm, I, I don't believe any of us were balanced. Uh, of course, you can check out the uh, the show each and every night during the World Cup, of course. He's the voice of the LAFC, Dave Denholm. Road to the Cup. Nobody had balance today watching that particular match, Dave Denholm, with the U.S. men's <laughs> national team. How was your viewing experience, and what did you make of the strategy and all this potential subs that they had to make and the Pulisic injury, obviously? Yeah, I was a wreck, no question. Uh, Same. The older I get, the older I get, sports are a lot less fun as they're happening. <laughs> But they're great when you win, right? I mean, as they're happening, it's just miserable, it feels yeah, like. But right. what a relief. Yeah, great great tournament so far. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, people criticize Greg Berhalter, the manager, for some of his, you know, whether it's swapping out guys out of the starting lineup or players he hasn't really played a lot of or substitutions. But all he has to say is scoreboard, man. We're moving on from a tough group. We're into the round of 16. I mean, you can't really argue. I liked some of the moves. I questioned some of the other ones, and certainly I'm honest about that, but he's been right. And the U.S., is, you know, they played stellar defensively. The midfield has been dominant, which we haven't seen in previous World Cups. And we're putting teams on the back foot, unlike what we used to do, where we kind of absorb a lot of the games and then hope. Uh, we're the better team in these games so far. I mean, that's just a great sign. It's been yeah. fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. And Dave, explain if you could, for the soccer novice out there, myself included, how the U.S. seemed so aggressive on the offensive end in the first half, and yet Iran was able to turn up the heat on their offense in the second half. Because late in the game, obviously, it looked like the USA was trying to just like hold on, right? I mean, you're bringing people back and you're trying to hold on. But can you explain the difference between the first and the second halves? Well, the first half, we need a goal. We have to win the game. Certainly that plays a factor. Uh, And Iran knows that they're likely to get through unless something crazy happens in the other game with a tie, with a draw. So Iran's a great defense. They have a great defense. They're the best team in Asia. And they figure, well, we're going to absorb the pressure as long as we can. And thankfully, the U.S., Christian Pulisic, put it on the line, as George has said, uh, he put it on the line for us and got the goal, so that changes everything, Sky. You know what I mean? Like, now Iran has to come out of their shell. No, we don't want to play defense for 45 minutes, but, you know, a team like Iran's going to throw the kitchen sink at you in the final 25, and that's what makes it so tough to watch at times. You can't open yourself up too much. Yeah, it'd be nice to get that second goal. Don't get me wrong. You know, like, just put the game away, but you also can't take too many chances. It's very, you know, it's very cat and mouse, very chess game. 
You know, there's a lot of strategy going on with the managers and moving players around and subs and everything, and it just worked out. Now, again, it's a whole different story. You guys know in any sport, if you do it, if you complete, you know, uh, what you're trying to do, and if Iran nicks a goal late there, we're all miserable right now, and we're saying it was a failure. (laughs) So the margins are thin when you play that way, but the U.S. pulled it off. They absolutely did. I don't think there's any question about that. Now, let me ask you a question. Obviously, the Netherlands – uh, is the next matchup, I believe, a 7 o'clock kickoff on Saturday. Uh, mm. What do you make of their chances against them? Let's just say, for argument's sake, Pulisic uh, plays in that match. Yeah, he had uh, tweeted from the hospital uh, picture. They actually took him to a hospital, and he is going to be ready, he said. So he will be ready for Saturday, at least you know, right now. He, that's what he's saying. Uh, let's hope that's the case. You're right. Uh, look, I don't expect much different. Uh, the Netherlands have played okay in Group A, uh, a decent, tough, you know, decently tough group, and they've looked good. Uh, the Netherlands are a tough team, but if, if people who don't know, maybe who don't follow the game, the Netherlands didn't qualify in 2018 like we didn't. They failed in the World Cup, so they're kind of getting back to it after an eight-year absence. Yeah, and they've been hungry. You know, they're a hungry team. They have a great manager. He's a very good tactician. He knows what he's doing. Louis Van Hall is one of the best managers in the world, in my opinion. So it's going to be tough, and they've got great players, but. Boy, I think, you know, if we play like we've been playing in the midfield, I like our chances. I don't yes, think we're certain, you know. Yes, wait, 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 yes, wait, wait. Can I yes. push, Can I push back a little before, you know, Scott, who doesn't watch any soccer, waves the flag? And and here comes the here flag. comes the expert. Here he no, comes. No, I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination. And you are 100% right. They didn't qualify in 2018, but they were a Final Four team in the, the previous yeah. World Cup. Yeah. Any of those players well, still on this team? Not, no, I mean, no. there might be one guy. Maybe, yeah. No, I don't think there is for the Netherlands, frankly. Um, but they're, yeah, but historically, they've been a good country, yes. <laughs> oh, sure, yes. sure. They, absolutely. I, I take nothing away from the Netherlands. Look, yes. I mean, everybody will look at it on paper. It's the dreaded on paper. Well, they should beat the U.S. And it's, well, if you've watched these matches, the United States has been dominant in the midfield. England's midfield, one of the most expensive in the whole World Cup, the three players. They're great players. U.S. bossed them in the midfield for 90 minutes. It wasn't even close. So if the U.S. can continue to play well, my concern is the Netherlands will be way too comfortable defensively against us. We're not creating a lot of chances. That has to change if we're going to beat the Netherlands, no doubt. And again, we're a slight underdog. Make no mistake. But I believe we can go. If we if we can beat the Netherlands, I think we can beat anybody. We can go a long way. In this. I, I, yeah, thought, I thought. Yeah, Dave. I thought you were going to say, "I believe that we we will win." That's yeah, what I Dave. thought you were going to say. There, <laughs> you tell him, Dave. You got to believe, Dave. Look, well, look I don't know I'm anything guy, about the Scott, Netherlands. I'm, with you. I'm a guy, Scott. That look, we there's no there's no country in the world that we haven't beaten in soccer. Right? There's no team out there that we haven't beaten in the past. Are we better than Brazil? No, of course not. On any given day, can we beat them? Absolutely. We can win this whole stinking thing if it goes yeah, our way. Yes, Dave. And, but I also knew we could lose to Iran today if it didn't. No, Dave. You know, if we didn't no, well. no, Dave. No, Dave. So we're a kind of team that we are definitely a top 15 team in the world. No question about it. We deserve to be in the knockout stage of the World Cup. Anything can happen now, guys, when, it, when it's one and done. Let's oh, no, go. for sure. Let's... For sure. Dave, I love, though, that – see, George is right. I don't watch for four years, so I don't know. And so when everybody tells me the U.S. has no chance against England, I watched the whole game. We dominated that game and should have won that game. When when we play against the Netherlands, I don't know if the Netherlands is great because I haven't seen them in four. In fact, I have never seen them. But I know that that our guys are, are given everything they got 
They're emptying their tanks. They're sacrificing for one another, and I believe that we will win. I, I, I love you. That's all I yeah. got to say, Scott. Well, well I love you, too. To me. <laughs> hear that, George? You hear the love, George? Yeah. I, I, I love you adjacent, Scott. Uh, I know. You hear that? Yeah. But what I, what I, yeah. No, listen. And I actually think um, this is a great building block, regardless of the results Saturday or beyond. I, I think that this is an incredible building block for this team. They're the youngest team in the World Cup. You draw it. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, this U.S. team has finally potentially arrived at a place where we can feel good moving forward. I know there have been other instances where we felt good and then there's been huge disappointment the following World Cup, but I, I, this feels different because I, I just feel like it's it's been a long, slow burn, and I think we're there. Um, so I quickly answer that, and then I have one question about tomorrow's slate before you go. Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know your stuff, George. There's no doubt about that. You know this game. He's an expert. And, but, but you know how unpredictable it can be. What I try to tell people, too, who want to – who want to follow the U.S. during the World Cup is, is, you know, pay attention to the draw in April because it does matter. Now, yeah. you don't ever want to look too much ahead, but the U.S. got a good draw, not only in their group. I felt the matchups were good, even though it was a tough group. But in Group A, we will now play. They weren't that tough. You know, the Netherlands is a good team, make no mistake. You know, Senegal proving to be a pretty good team. I wouldn't have minded playing any of those teams if we get out of the You know what I mean? Yeah. It's still been a pretty good draw for the U.S., would I have wanted to play France on Saturday? Not particularly, no. no. no, no yeah. You know, especially in the round of 16 when they're just getting rolling. Yeah, but you know what? You're going to have to beat good teams to go anywhere. And, and But, George, you're right. You're building on something as we host in 26, no, 2026. Right. We've got now time to, like, really be confident building up. Not just like, ooh, can we do this? Where are they? These guys are young. They're hungry. And they're only going to get better. I, I really believe that. I, I, and, and I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that, and that's where we're headed. Yeah. You're 100% right. Yeah. Last one here for you because we got about a minute. Um, we don't have much time. We're up against the break here. But uh, Group C, I like to call them Group Chaos uh, because of everything that's transpired there uh, with Poland, Argentina, uh, Saudi Arabia, and Mexico. Uh, obviously, big matches tomorrow there in that particular group. How do you see those particular matches playing out? I think they're good. It's a good matchup for Mexico against Saudi Arabia because there's still a lot of pressure on Saudi Arabia to not blow that big win against Argentina. You know what I mean? Like everybody thought, well, they beat Argentina and now Saudi Arabia is going to get through. Well, not so fast. Mexico has, is the kind of team that can create some chaos and they just haven't done it yet. I don't know if L3 is going to go three games without really kind of exploding. I, I sense they're, they have a big game in them coming up for this one, but it might be just be a, a mountain that's just too big to climb because Poland can really play Argentina tough in the other match. And frankly, those two could both get through depending on how the results go. So if I'm, if I'm leaning towards it, I do think Poland and Argentina still probably get through with maybe even Saudi Arabia pulling off a surprise, but I think Mexico, it's just going to be a little bit too big of a mountain to climb with all the things they have to get over in this match in this tournament. It's been a mess for L3. Yeah, and I, you think Argentina wins? They, they, I mean, they've woken up now? Like the beast has been I, awoken? You know, even if they don't win this match, I think the beast is, you know, because Poland will defend a lot, but I think Argentina is going to be tough to knock out in the knockout games yeah. if they get there, and I think they will. I think they'll get to the knockout stage, probably win the group tomorrow. In which case, they're going to be difficult, right. no doubt. Yeah, and then la one more follow-up on, on, on Mexico, uh, because I had this conversation on Twitter with a lot of the, the fans, um, and my question was, because I don't follow them as closely, even though I know, you know, I know enough about how great they are defensively, but offensively, they lack a lot of punch. And I feel like politics get in the way, um, and I mean that, 
um, in regards to the way the players feel about uh, the, the the Mexican Federation and the Mexican Federation and the way they feel about these particular players. But the fact that like guys like Chicharito, who I know is not an initiator in regards to like scoring goals, he's kind of more of a junk goaler. I get that. Um, but Carlos Vela, obviously, who you're intimately familiar with, um, hasn't played for the Federation in a while as well. And I feel like both those guys would be huge uh, in a tournament like this, even at this stages of their careers. I think they'd be incredible for them. Yeah, I don't say it lightly. If they had those two in this tournament, they would have won the group. I believe that. And, and it is just that simple. Now, they also had an injury to uh, Jesus Corona. Tecatito got injured. That hurts. But they don't have that little just that little bit, you know, step of class up in this group and with Tata Martino. And some of his decisions have been head-scratching, too. Don't get me wrong. But they don't quite have that touch of class that Vela and even Chicharito in the box could provide. I right. think that would have been all the different. No, that's a whole different animal. You're right. Or just too much politics to go into in this minute we have, but it is a shame because I do think uh, L tree would have still been very difficult and would have likely will based on the fact that Argentina stubbed their toe. I think they would have won the group. Yeah. And I think those two would have complemented each other so well because of what you said, Vela's got that little extra juice to him. And, and obviously Chicharito in the box is incredible, particularly off rebounds, things of that nature. So the best players for L tree still play in Los Angeles. That's there you amazing. go. That's actually, uh, that's a fair point. Uh, Cappy, did you get, did you learn anything there in that, in that conversation? I, I love this conversation, Dave. I know we got to hustle up, but man, I got to tell you, I was so surprised to learn about all these players from the U.S. and not one MLS guy. There is there something to be said there about MLS? On or just starting maybe 11, a, you mean. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, starting 11 because Walker Zimmerman, a former LAFC defender who now plays a national, he, they, they brought him in late in the match and wanted to use Cameron Carter-Vickers for a little more possession and passing. Uh, Zimmerman will probably be right back into the starting lineup. And there's plenty, you know, Kellen Acosta for LAFC played yeah. off the bench. Yeah. There's plenty of guys who started in MLS too, Scott. They just go to Europe at a young age now, too. Yeah. Uh, all right, Dave Denholm. Of course, the road to the cup. Every, with you, Dave. Every night here during the World Cup. Catch it here you. at 8 o'clock tonight. Thank you, Dave, for joining us. Appreciate you, buddy. Love you guys. Thanks. Right, Appreciate it. There you go. All right, we're very late to the break. We're ba- we'll, be back. we'll be back in two minutes. <laughs>